0: Another episode of Chainsaws and Claws, a killer monster podcast. I am Patrick Vicious.
1: I'm Rob, the slasher Drunkie.
0: If that sounded weird, I was trying to like not swallow a spit, so that was a hell of an experience that I just had. Um, today, um, we are doing well. This is a- a- another episode. Well, uh, we're talking called the Rob Erection Series, um, <laughs> where it's like, <laughs> you know, like, uh, because we are doing another episode in his. Uh, Brad Dourif idea, um, where Brad Dourif films of the nineteen of the year nineteen ninety, um, which will be
1: incomplete thanks to Patrick. I
0: knew you were gonna fucking say it. I was gonna say it myself, but you had to just jump in, motherfucker, didn't you? You just didn't just have a second for me to say it myself.
1: All right, so go ahead, go ahead, go ahead.
0: Um, we there was another one that was brought up the other day, um, and anyone that is friends with us on Twitter knows what that is. And I don't like that movie. I brought it up as a joke. Things quickly got out of control. I spent the half an hour being bullied by this man into fucking trying to do that fucking episode about a movie that I don't like and he hasn't even fucking seen. And finally, he acquiesced in like the saddest method possible with it doesn't matter. So then here we are now. But we're- No, doing no. The...
1: no, 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 no. I didn't, I didn't do it just like that. I I, I responded as Owlman. Yes, from, I know you did. Uh... Crisis on two Earths.
0: So let's just note for the record, he was picking a James Woods character. What that does about him, who can say? Who knows? Oh, who knows oh what fuck, he's- you. <laughs> fuck you. Fuck um, you. But um, so this is uh, the uh, third of the uh, Brad Dourif uh, 1990 uh, episodes, I believe, we're in this, the second or the third. Who the hell knows? Um, <laughs> we we fly by the seats of our pants around here. Who who knows? Uh, who could say? Um, but, uh, the first film that we're talking about is, uh, Child's Play 2, um, which I will say right off the bat, um, I don't, I, okay, I'll say this, I'll say it this way, I really enjoy Child's Play 2. I, I do, I very much enjoy the film. However, I do think that everyone that says this is the best one, which I believe includes you, um, are deranged, but, like... It's it's it is a movie that I really like. Um I but to be fair, I think most of the child's play slash Shooky franchise, it's actually, in my opinion, one of the most consistent. Cause even the ones that I don't think are amazing, um, I still can put them on and enjoy them. Um, even despite their flaws. Um, this one I would say isn't necessarily flawed by any stretch, but I just think um there are better ones but like as it is um it is definitely kind of the perfect example of what you want a slash sequel to be yeah where it's like you kind of give you what you liked about the first one and then just ramp it up like turn it up to fucking 11 do whatever you gotta fucking like just make it bigger and badder and nastier than the film you just made um great that i think part of it also is um it has a very different feel Because um, as much as I feel like – we already uh, kind of talked about Child's Play and stuff. But um, as as much as I feel like um, kind of Dom Mancini is given kind of all the credit for the Chucky and Child's Play, I do think more credit needs to be paid to Tom Holland um, than he gets. Um, But this is kind of of a perfect example because, like, without Tom Holland, it's a very different – animal like it's like this movie is very different than the first child's play um i would say in many ways for better and for worse but i do think that um as i said they do play up the stuff that did work like the whole thing like it's like by this point um brad Dourif is firing on all fucking cylinders as chucky mm. um i think that the uh supporting cast well, I wouldn't say as good as like the previous, but it's also you're coming off of Chris fucking Sarand and um and Catherine Hicks. So like that's kind of a high bar. Um so I wouldn't necessarily say like I much I, I, I that's not an insult. Like, I love uh Jenny Agutter um and uh Garrett Graham, I think is his yeah. name. Okay. But the Chuck- uh, Yes. Um I also think is great. There's nothing against them. Uh, and I mean uh Laura Palmer's mother um as the uh as the uh the orphanage uh, woman um so yeah like i mean across the board i do like everybody here um it just like it's a a high bar but um this is as i said like i do feel like to a lot of people um at least when they think of like i guess the horror era of chucky because there kind of is two different eras of chucky there's kind of like the comedy era and the horror era um i think of the horror era this is probably the one that most people think of and I think it's because, as much as I love the first one, and I do really, I really enjoy the first one, um, this one is very, for one thing, it's very interesting visually. Like, the um, oh, yeah. way that the first one is, but is differently. Like, the first one is very, like, kind of gritty and real. And this one is all very, like, colorful and, like, whatever. Um, plus, as I said, like, it just takes all the stuff that, like, worked in the first one, it just like ramps it up to 11. They were like, um, Chucky's body count is bigger. Um, uh, you get more of like him kind of doing the Chuckyisms. isms. Like you get, it's like everything about it is bigger. Um, but it's just like, as I said, like my one caveat is I feel like people are like, this is the best one. I was like, no, it's fucking not. Um, but it is great. No, I'm not in any way insulting. It. It's fucking great
1: now nah, yeah it, it totally um executes uh randy's rules of uh, horror, a horror slasher sequel to a t the the body count is uh, much bigger the death scenes are much more elaborate and uh never ever assume the killer is dead yeah. um which, which which is weird too because um it has different versions that has that uh end coda where uh you see chucky is still alive um and then there's versions where you don't get that. And it's like, you know, whatever. But um, I don't recall saying I, I feel it's the best one, just my favorite. Okay. Um, Yeah. Uh, I, I think when we, talk, we discussed Bride of Chucky that we both, you know, declared that that's the the, the best film in the series. Um, also
0: my favorite, but okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: This one, I don't like it for, for the things you just said. Um. It's 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 very much like the the quintessential slasher sequel, um. Where whereas, uh, yes, yeah, so a lot of credit does need to be paid to Tom Holland, um, for basically giving us the Chucky we all know and love to this day. But it was almost like when he was making the original Child's Play, it was almost like he was trying to avoid, it, like it, it, avoid the unavoidable, and that it, you're making a slasher movie it was, He was more like trying to make it real, like, thriller-ish, you know. But, like, it was a slasher movie in general. This film has no such uh, uh, concerns. Like, they understand through uh, through and through that they are making a slasher film. And they make uh, a thorough slasher film. And a, a very lean one at that. This film is only, like, 83 minutes long.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, two and three are super short from when I recall.
1: I think, I think three is a little longer than this one, uh, unfortunately. Um... I like three.
0: That's I, mean, I used to hate three. We'll get to three eventually. I yeah. do. I have come around on three. I do like three. Like I, I, I the thing I said at the top is true. I think all of the Child's Play and like it's like that people about recently keeps coming up in fucking Twitter prompts where it's like what's the best horror franchise, and everybody is admittedly I would not say incorrectly picking Scream, but I feel like Scream is also the easiest one because it's like there's only six of them where there is like double that in halloween almost no yeah it's like there is double that in um friday the 13th um almost double that if you count Freddy versus Jason um with nightmare on elm street so it's like um the only one that's really comparable i would say is probably like child's play even child's play has more entries yeah um but it's like i think that like child's play doesn't come up and it should just by virtue of the fact that like not only is it managed to like um stay consistent but it also um, has managed to protect continuity in the same way that Scream did, that the other yeah. franchises didn't so much.
1: Yeah, no, yeah, totally. Um, we, we also mentioned as well, Chucky, that it, other long run franchises, like, you know, that uh, Scream, because Scream came after. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we were discussing more, like, you know, with the. Uh, our original slash icon franchises like freddy and jason and michael that this one is as those main groups is the most consistent uh because consistently Uh, like yeah it, it, it does have its lows like you know what i'm saying it's like um i i do like three but uh it's it's you know it's, it's it, Mancini himself has said that the, he he ran out of fumes by the time he wrote that one. Well
0: it came out with an sh- <laughs> So like yeah. I mean if you're yeah. writing two movies in a year, I mean like what do you want?
1: Yeah, he uh he has stated that he really should have taken more time um before writing that one because he was fresh out of ideas and that's it I think he stated it's his least favorite of the the series is three. Which is, funny um, my favorite also is because my narrative
0: is Curse, but <laughs> Or not
1: sorry, curse. Uh, cult. Sorry. Uh, yeah, uh, we'll we'll get to cult uh, yeah. eventually. Yes. Um, but uh, like, yeah, I do have problems with that one. The, uh, but it that one's fine. Um,
0: yeah, well, like, I just I think I they're just, all fine.
1: For me. You know it, Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, this one I just I just love so much. Uh, um, this was a, a movie that came about like when I was um, growing as a horror fan. Um, like the original Child's Play is is probably what got me into liking horror in the first place. Um, because it's like it's it's weird to say it's a, it's a gateway horror movie, you know. Even though it's like it's you know, it's it's not like it, in comparison to like say something else like The Gate, which is um much more like like it does have like serious horror. Well, uh, also like going kids on.
0: have fucking it's like this this attraction to Chucky. Uh, it's yeah. funny because like um I was at uh, Spirit um with Danny and her daughter, and um we were like walking through, like looking at all like the kind of the more like traditional, like there was like Freddie and Jason and Michael Myers. And um we got to like the Chucky area and she was like really into it. And like Danny's like, she can't watch like Chucky yet, can she? And I was like, eh. And she was like, it's too hardcore by my standards, right? I was like, then yes. So like I was just like, it's like, it, um, because it's like, I definitely, like, I watched as a kid, um, and it scared the shit out of me, um, but, like, I loved it. And I think it's funny, it's like the other day, um, when we were, like, sitting, um, like, because Danny was, like, having a nap on the couch, and Zoe and I were just, like, I was watching, like, stuff on the TV, and she was, like, playing Switch, and I almost put Child's Play on. But well, like I knew that like Daddy would murder me, so I just like if she woke up, so I was like, "All right, let's just not let's not do that." But I was just like, "I feel like that would be a it's, it's a solid hook." I think because like again, kids are for whatever reason, I guess because every kid has toys, whatever. But kids are super attracted to Chucky, and this is like a really like the second one also is even more attractive, I think, because of like the, the way the colors and stuff work. Yeah, like yeah, because
1: um. The, the the original is not that graphic. It's a passion of death. Like, I would say, like, the most graphic death maybe be, uh... uh, uh um, um, there's, a Uh... John... DeVos. Not... I... I don't... the McGee is definitely but it does have... Um bloody aspirations, but he starts bleeding from the eyes and 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 his face starts frying. Um, that's probably the most graphic in the film. didn't bother me none. Um, this this one, I think every death is 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 overtly graphic. Like even in like the f- opening fucking what three minutes you get a dude electrocuted you know what i'm saying it's like we're starting off with a bang here people you know what i'm saying and it's like every everyone dies horribly in this movie um uh like although i will say the worst death in here is uh it's not even that bloody not bloody at all The, the dude that gets uh suffocated in the
0: car that was like, the one that's for that, you because uh, my favorite is um, the teacher that gets like taken down with the ruler. Personally,
1: no, it, 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 it's the one that freaked me out the most and shit because it's like I think that's the first time I ever saw a death by suffocation okay. in a uh, in movie, and it's just like it's 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 it's, it's a horrible way that it's, to to go. You know what I'm saying? Like that it's just so horrible. Um, uh, yeah, uh, Beth Grant getting it with the ruler. Is, is is cool though because you know she plays such a great bitch
0: and yeah, <laughs> you, know? and you I mean she doubted her commitment to smart smoke promotion. I mean that's what happens. Like when you <laughs> <laughs> Right,
1: right, right, right. Also, um Laura Palmer's mom, which I think is Grace Zabrinsky. Yeah. yeah. Um <laughs> like uh what is it? Uh, she she gets a uh, stabbed in the fucking chest and shit, and then Xerox, which is also like in, in kind of one of my favorite Chucky lines ever, where uh, Andy's sitting there shocked and he's like, Snap out of it, you act like you've never seen the dead body before. And, I was like, and like, I, I think that, that that brings up a good point you made, and she was like, By this point, uh, on the second film. Uh, Brad Dourif had really just come into like playing Chucky for all his worth, and he's clearly having a lot of fun voicing Chucky in this. Well, one.
0: it's also to the extent like you, I—I really? I literally forgotten. Um, because I was like, I'm just telling you the story off mic. Um, where um we were, uh, I was watching um Exorcist three with um Danny, and she's really in Lord of the Rings, and she was just like, "Is that worm tongue?" And I was just like, "It's fucking." Chucky, dude. Like I was just like, like what? Um and I was just like, but I was like, oh yeah, I guess you don't, but I think, like, but and then I remember oh, you do see him as Chucky in both uh Curse of Chucky and the original child's play. Um, but he's so iconic as the voice that you kind of yeah. forget you ever saw him as anything but just the doll with his voice coming out of it.
1: Right. I think like it, it's funny too because uh uh, to bring up the remake real quick, it's like <laughs> like M- 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 Mark Hamill is is a beloved figure, mm-hmm. has been for decades, mm-hmm. and it 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 is funny that when it announces the voice of uh, Chucky in the remake, it like it, it almost caused people to like turn on him, like they didn't, but it was just like. Oh, uh, it was like that. You, you, you fucking better be glad we love you, dude. then Because how fucking you replace?
0: Well, like, I feel like he got the, the most China. like um, measured response because he was Mark Hamill. Like I feel like if you announced anybody else, it would have been just like a fucking oh, yeah. Holocaust. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like. It,
1: for any other person like they better be glad they hired Mark Hamill i think they they probably fucking knew that like we, might, we we we, might, we better hire someone who's beloved because you know what they're going to fucking burn the screen down if if we cast anybody else as the voice of Chucky so it's like they get mark hamill and just like you better be fucking glad you're luke skywalker and the joker dude you know what i'm saying if you were any other man we would kill you where you stand that's a that's a star trek first contact reference right there um um he he's i i would say in this movie is, is probably my favorite um uh, performance of chucky by brad durf um he has all, like chucky has all my favorite lines in this movie like chucky just is all around incredible character um but like his line readings are my favorite in this in this in this
0: movie my favorite line like, reading uh, ever he's... is the chucky tv series when like uh they're basically uh because like, the main character is probably coming out and he's like i got a queer kid and it's just like, it's like, really? It's like, it's like, it's like, it's like, it's like and it's like, you're okay with that? I'm not a monster, Jake. But, like, but the way he says, like, gender fluid is like, it's the right. best fucking thing I've ever heard in my
1: life. <laughs> right. Like, so naturally, gender fluid. You know what I'm saying? But, um, like, uh, when he's in the car with Kyle, He's like, step on it. She's like, fine, but she's going to get pulled over again. He goes, shut up and drive before I kick your fucking teeth in. You know what I'm saying? And then when she sends him flying out the car and runs him over, he's like, goddamn woman drivers.
0: <laughs> you know what I'm it kind of reminds me of like, there was like a thing that I, I sent you that um, I saw, uh, Kamel um doing stand up where it's about Freddy versus Jason like the point when Freddy is like uh making like the racist like a how sweet dark meat and it's just like about like Freddy where it's like it's just like it's like i it's like i i'm okay with him murdering children but i draw the line at racism it's like jason <laughs> is murdering but at least he's not a bigot like it's just like the same thing with like chucky where it's just like it's like it's like i draw the line at misogyny all right you can murder all the people you want but misogyny is too far <laughs>
1: <Right>. <laughs> no um also when uh he kills bud the chud <laughs> it is probably like is, is my favorite uh uh chucky line reading ever i
0: actually am surprised um, if you bring up bud the chud because i figure as a diploma guy you bring up his character in uh phantom of the paradise
1: Nah, he's blooded chud. Um, <laughs> to me, <laughs> no, like, he's Garrett, the other.
0: He's like the, to me, he's the other fucking uh, salesman in used cars. But like that's fine.
1: Nah, yeah. Um, nah, it's just like it. Uh, he, he's so great in blooded chud uh, that it's just like as hey, like whenever I see Michael Rur, it's like hey, it's Henry. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> it's like see again. I think of him
0: as like uh, the dad of the, the dad from All <laughs>
1: Yeah. Okay. Um <laughs> <laughs> No, but like uh, as when uh he he's got him hanging upside down and like, you know, Bud the chud has not been believing Andy the entire movie that Chucky's alive. He's,
0: well nobody would.
1: <laughs> and pretty much a dick to, to, it's, it's understandable. But like he, he 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 was a dick. You know what I'm saying? Like uh I mean she like um Alex from um uh, American werewolf she is she she was like oh I like the kid yeah i I like him and, and I will
0: say I love her and, in this movie and, but her her accent is really hard to pin down <laughs> like I was like is she playing british or is she playing American because I don't feel like either accent completely takes hold
1: yeah yeah like it, it's her her accent is really like soft and subtle in here so she could oh like yeah it's just like yeah i I feel you on that but when he's got Bud the Chud head upside down like you know Bud the Chud has just been disbelieving Andy and then he finally sees Chucky alive and Chucky just goes how's it hanging Phil and then drops him on his fucking head so he breaks his neck it's just like the sinister nature of that line reading is what makes it my favorite of, of all of uh, Chucky's lines it's just like I mean, he knows uh, a dude hasn't believed Andy and it's just like he takes real fucking glee and it's like the kid was right about me, you know. <laughs> and just like snap, and then like know I, 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 the way, like the head just like because it obviously looks like a, like a reverse like sped up shot to like when he falls on his head and the head just goes
2: yeah. You
1: know I'm, <laughs> <Like, laughs> I'm a sick fuck. Leave me alone. Um, but uh, like you were saying about the cast and the, and the, I mean. I guess I can agree with you that they're not better than the original cast because like, yeah, you got sexy ass Chris Sarandon in the original and like the adorable Catherine Hicks in there. Your um, thirst for Chris Sarandon is the... never
0: not weird for the record. <laughs>
1: oh, that, that that man is sexy. Um that, that that man is hella sexy. I mean, like he's he's a good looking. I understand. It's fine. It's
0: just it's just weird. It's fine.
1: That's right. He was the voice of him, right? Yeah. He didn't do the singing, though. He didn't do the no, singing, No, that was Danny Elfman. Danny Elfman did the singing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, It, it, it just all goes back to Fright Night. Um, Jerry is the sexiest vampire, the sexiest man. But anyways. Boner for fucking Chris Arandon. Um. <laughs> no, but it's like, yeah, like, you got the adorable Catherine Hicks in there as well. You got the Henry II in there for, for a brief moment. And, of course, you got physical Brad Dourif before he becomes Chucky for the remainder of the series. Um, but, like, yeah, you got Bud the Chud in here. You got Jenny I. um You got Beth Grant, uh, Laura Palmer's mom. Um... Uh, also uh Christina
0: Lee as Kyle.
1: Yeah, you know, Kyle. Yeah, like you know, who who became Alex
0: Vincent returning as Andy.
1: Yeah, which is another reason why I'm like I'm kind of not as big on Child's Play 3. Uh, but when we get to Child's Play 3, we we will discuss that in, in, in depth. Um, but yeah, like Christina Lee. uh it, it's weird that she like is almost like Jenny and, and she became like uh, a favorite final girl for like only appearing in one like she is for series like you know like literally she returned in the series the Chucky and yeah she but, went, first um, came back
0: in Cult and then yeah came back for uh, of,
1: yeah that's why right. yeah. yeah yeah that's right. she 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 appears at the end of Cult doesn't she well,
0: yeah she basically was doing the thing that they did with Andy at the end of Curse
1: yeah yeah but it's just like she she became an instant favorite final girl and then like for the longest they didn't bring her back and it's just like I can understand like you know because the the age up thing they did in uh, child's play three but it's just like she fucking rules in this movie. Um and like when I mean I've seen people who state how much they, they love Kyle uh as a character and as a final girl. But it's like you know when you like you see we see this problem come up all fucking time with uh who's your favorite final girl like name your favorite final girls and this is always like you know you get your lorries you get your sydney's and you know your nancy's uh and your jenny's and it's it like, the not, but like <laughs> yeah like yeah and it's like 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 with instant favorite and she's only been in the the the, the movie once uh, like the series once you know I know they said they were going to. They wanted to bring her back for three, but her agent convinced her to decline the decision. She regrets. Um, Which, to be think fair, if, though, I don't know
0: where the fuck they would have put her. Like, it's like the whole thing is because Andy's going to military school. It's not like she can fucking go with him. <laughs>
1: right. No. Exactly. Like, and I, and, I, and I think that's uh, part of the reason why. I My man, Mazzini, you have foundation there. You know what I'm saying but you decided to age up Andy for no real particularly good reason other than you wanted to set it at a military school. And it's just like, all right, I mean, okay, okay, I guess, you know, but it doesn't really work. And, like, even he agrees, like, yeah. I don't know what the fuck I was thinking. You know what I'm saying? Um, but I, I always liked uh, Christina Lisa's Kyle. Like, I always thought, like, she's she's a... A fantastic final girl who deserves a bit more love when it comes to, like, you know, naming favorite final girls. Because, like, you know, she's, I, I love that, like, she's got, like, she's one of those... You, you immediately know what her character, like, you're in a 90s film, <laughs> even though it was 1990. So the 80s have just ended. But, like, she's, she's like, a quintessential 90s final girl. Yeah, that's her. You know what I'm saying? She got, She's got she's she's got the, the the attitude and shit and the the great fashion sense. Yes, the, and she smokes. Yes, you know what I'm saying.
0: I mean, my only thing I think is like before the single. One. Like she, yeah, I, think, I I do think like the whole thing with her is that she seems like, um, like she's kind of like in most cases with when you are about like, like Final Girls. It's basically, like, girls to kind of, like, discover agency um, as, the th- as the thing goes on. Whereas this one, she basically is already um, kind of fully formed. And it's like, she doesn't have, like, an arc, per se. I think that's probably why she doesn't get mentioned that much. Because, like, you don't think of her in the same sense as, like, Lori going from, like, a mild-mannered, geeky girl that ends up taking on the fucking boogeyman... Or like fucking um, like Ginny, like the like sarcastic like kind of like normal chick who ends up facing down Jason. It's like she's um, already kind of like a badass. So like when you you meet her, (laughs) so it's like when you put her uh, up against Chucky, it's like she already seems formidable. Um, So I think that's probably why she doesn't get mentioned that much. Which I'm not saying that she deserves because they similar to kind of uh, Sydney in a certain way. The only I think the difference is. That, like, Sydney has, like, there's this, like, vulnerability that exists with every time you see Nip Campbell ever, whether she wants to or not, mm. um, that kind of naturally comes through. And I think that makes her feel less like a fully formed bass, even though she's, like, somebody who has gone through intense trauma and come on the other side of it and therefore is strong and tough. Um, but, like, like, the thing about Christina Lee as Kyle is that she, like, looks strong and tough and feels strong and tough, so it doesn't feel as, like, as huge of a thing. And, um, also, um, cause, truth be told, I mean, she's not the final girl, because this one, they kind of do the thing where, um, it's Andy and like her. Like, it's, like, they they get to, like, both live, which is not the most common thing in the slasher genre, but it's it's cool when it happens.
1: No, yeah, totally, totally. No, I can see that. I can see that. Like, uh, I was just gonna say, that, like, she already started all the the movie as a, as as a badass, and just build from there. You know what I'm saying? Um Also, like, like, uh, like I was saying, um to, she she already uh, when when we first meet her, she's just she's a smoker. But the fact that she also let Andy so like, yeah go ahead, and then like he hates it. You know what I'm saying? She's like, you see, and said like, like, oh, like you know, she's very motherly. You know what I'm saying? Like. She's, she's one of those type of people that's just like, you know, like, you know, they, what is it? There's two different kinds of mothers. Like, don't touch the hot stove. You know, what I'm saying? and then there's the other mother that's like, yeah, go ahead. What did you learn? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> Kyle was the second one. Like, hey, like, I want to try to smoke a cigarette. Here. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you see it? You know what I'm saying? I like to, like... To... They, she just casually smokes her cigarettes in the fucking house. You know what I'm saying? Like, if, if we wanted to smoke cigarettes, we just had to leave the entire fucking house. Because, like... <laughs> yeah, she, she's just in a basement doing laundry, smoking cigarettes, making sure the fucking fresh laundry has nice, uh, a nice cigarette scent on it. Like, yeah, thanks a lot, Kyle. Now now we all seem like we were just puffing away in this fucking house. <laughs> well, to be
0: fair, it was, like, the late 80s, early 90s. So, like, I that think it's funny. is like, everybody always remembers, like... um. Like, the 80s and 90s being, like, um, like very bright and, like, whatever. But in actuality, everything was brown and everything smelled like cigarettes.
1: <laughs> yeah, especially here, thanks to Kyle. You know what I'm saying? <laughs>
0: but no, like, I definitely think that, like, um, she has, like, this thing that, like, makes her, like, already kind of, like, you know that she's not going to die for the second you see her. Which I think is kind of, like, the the, the one thing is, like, because even Andy, like, they're, they're kind of the two characters that you're instantly, like, there's no chance in hell that either of them are going down. Like, it's, like, Andy's going to keep going on, and she's going to, like, somehow find a way to pull it out, too. And I do like the whole idea, because it's, like, because you mentioned the whole motherly thing. I mean, I always get that the vibe was, like, it was, like, big brother, big sister. But, like, by the end of the movie, yeah. it really is fucking basically... Um, mother and son, because like as they're kind of walking off in the sunset, I love that he's just like, he's like let's, she's like, let's go home. And he's like, so much like I have no idea. Because um, I do like the idea that they kind of play with in this, where it's like, um, because like, most of the time, like when you have like characters that are survivors in horror movies, they're either adults or like, they're on the, the verge of being an adult. So like you just kind of know they just kind of move on with their life. It's just like the whole thing in like, Sydney. Goes from being a high school student and scream to being a college student scream too. Like she's out on her own. Um, whereas, like um, in this, it's like you have Andy, who had this horrible fucking thing happen, and the next time you see him, it's like his life is totally different, but not in a, a good way. Like yeah. it's like his his mom got fucking committed, um, so now he's fucking uh, in the foster care system. And, like, you don't necessarily get that a lot, which I think is kind of cool. Like, they kind of get in this case where it's, like, most time, like, you are made aware of, like, the kind of the the survivor's trauma in horror sequels, um, like, through dialogue. Whereas, like, there is never a second in this movie that anything in Andy's life resembles his life before everything that happened in the first one, which kind of adds this extra, like, tragic layer to it. And also, there's kind of an extra, like, kind of, like, level of, like, hardening to Andy himself, um, where he's still, like, a little kid, but, like, he definitely has way more... It's like, you wouldn't... There's, like, no scene in this where he's, like... He's coming to kill me and crying. It's, like, the whole time he's, like... He's scared of Chucky, but he's also figuring out how to take Chucky down, which, like, I think is, like, the start of, like, where that character would go. And also, you don't necessarily get in a lot of these. Like, um, he is, like, a really little kid, but he has the agency of a fucking full-grown adult survivor.
1: (laughs) Nah, yeah, like, especially when when we first re-encounter Andy. Like, he's just so, like, just, like, yeah you know this man has lived 15 years this kid has lived like 15 20 years in the span of like a couple of years they should have introduced him like, chain
0: smoking yeah. cigarettes just like, <laughs> like i remember when i met chucky the first time <laughs>
1: <laughs> right like that's exactly how it is uh, like, Alex walks around with this kind of aura was like i've seen some things man <laughs> yeah. <and> some stuff <laughs> I wouldn't recommend it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like, 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 you know, um, wait, like immediately, like his first day of school, he encounters the bully. You know what I'm saying? The bully shoves him, and he just looks at him like, "Fucks your problem." <laughs> you know, it just continues moving, and then like later on in the class and shit, some uh, and like he turns around, like, like, no, like. I've always had like not not an issue and shit, but it was always just like, what the hell did this mean? Um, when the when the bully flicks Andy's ear in the classroom, and Andy turns around and says, "What does he say? Like, uh, what's your problem, microchip?" It's like, <laughs> how 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 is that an insult? To, to call him a microchip? I mean, it's he a was, standard. He
0: was referring. He was referring. To the uh, crappy sidekick the Punisher had at that time in the comic books. So it was an insult on that level. And it's a sick burn, Rob. It's a very sick burn.
1: I see you're also someone who's not a fan of uh, Micro in the comics. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> if, you, if you read in the beginning, then uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure you were happy about the outcome yes, of Micro in yes. that. <laughs> Uh I remember like uh, uh I had I had a buddy who um he was into comics but he he never uh really got into um Punisher and uh he watched it the Netflix show and you know the Netflix show has Micro in it um and uh, he was like, "Oh, is Mike in the comics?" I was like, "Yeah." It was like, "So, oh, so he was partners with him?" He was like, "Yeah, for years." And said, "Like, and what happened to him?" I was like, "Oh, <laughs> buddy, <laughs> do you want to know what happens to Micro in the comics?" <laughs> it is not fun. <laughs> um, but <laughs> yeah, it's just like I, I guess it's, it's 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 a little kid insult, so I can't be too mad at it, but it's just weird that uh it's a what's your problem microchip and then um well, what are you gonna have a least...
0: nine-year-old being like what's up motherfucker like it's just like, like what do you want rob
1: well i mean well yeah because you know what i'm saying uh, andy's at that stage in his life where it's just like fuck you dude <laughs> like you know what i'm saying i mean uh that, that would have sufficed for me but you know i understand uh I know he had a real problem saying the word bitch in uh, the original, that uh, he he refused it, 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 literally in his audition. It was that scene, and what got him the part was like uh, his refusal to, to 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 say it. You know what I'm saying? Because they believed that uh, like oh, the, um his his excuses as to why he wouldn't say it, and so he just came out clean. He was like, I don't want to say it, and you know I'm saying it was, he was so convincing. That's how he got the role. Um, so so like yeah, Alex Vincent is not a fan of cursing um so which is about why he just I refers
0: don't, i don't i don't know he currently has an issue with it or not <laughs> he's a grown right, man right, right, so like you yeah. might you might you might have gone around you know, who, who could say
1: yeah um let's talk about alex vincent for a second you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. so, it, it, it's, he's really grown as an actor you know between the two movies I would say, like, I mean, he's fine. Like, he's good in the the original. You know what I'm saying? But like, just the way he plays that, like, kind of like silent depression. And, you know, that and loneliness and isolation. Uh, even when he's surrounded by people, you know what I'm saying? He just sees this all alone, and I, he does that incredibly effectively here. That that I think deserves a lot of
2: praise.
1: Like, you know, especially like when in uh uh his first day of school. And like they show the playground and all the kids are playing and he's just by himself in the corner throwing the ball against the fence. You know what I'm saying? And there's that 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 that, that loneliness, but also that paranoia. It's just like I know Chucky's here. You know what I'm saying? And it's just like he he radiates sadness really well. And uh, yeah, like that, this is performances like that that just uh, bums me out more. That, you know, what I'm saying they decided to go the route they did with three. And, and it's not, you know, I like Justin Whalen. And, and uh, yeah, I would have rather, like, you know, they just brought back Alex Vincent. And I know he was bummed too, like, you know, because he, he was um wanting to be an actor it was just that you know they decided to go that route and then um, well i think it's because they wanted know, the much more
0: like a kind of like um because basically like the people that were seeing the movies i mean yes okay we were seeing the movies we were children but we weren't supposed to be seeing the movies people that were like supposed to be seeing the movies were like teenagers and adults because they were r-rated films so like i think the whole idea of aging up um andy was like okay so People that are going to these want to see, like, characters that can, like, have, like, you know, kind of more, like, let's say, like, mature um, relationships. Like, you can do, like, the whole, like, love interest thing that they do in 3 and, like, mm-hmm. stuff like that that you couldn't do. So it's, like, I completely get their thought process on wanting to age him up and, like, what they do with 3. Um I don't necessarily think it was the right call, but at the same time, like, I... I don't know. I don't necessarily know that, like... And again, I'm I'm saying it's somebody who does like 3. But I don't necessarily know that 3 needed to exist. Um, Like, really, what you could have done is basically what they did with Bride, and then from there, is just not use Andy or any of the previous characters at all, just base it around Chucky, and go from there. Because that was the thing, is, like, if you don't... Want to age up the kid? You don't have to. You just make these about Chucky because like that was the whole thing that like happened at a certain point. I mean, really, it happened pretty much the entirety of like the Nightmare on the Street franchise is they would occasionally like. I mean, obviously, like have the same character for a couple of movies, but like it was mostly it's kind of like a revolving door um, of like kind of like adversaries for Freddy, because Freddy was a star of the show so it's like in this case i feel like with chucky you could have done something similar and they did eventually but they they just didn't figure out in time right
1: yeah we we talked about this before um like about how universal really got into horror in like you know late 80s early 90s and uh my guess is after seeing the success of child's play 2 because it did very well uh they was like yeah we need another, we need another, we need We need to crank it out uh, as quickly as possible like all the other horror franchises do with their horror sequels. You know, the the, the issue is, is that the series has one writer. You know what I'm saying? And it's just like, yeah, I, I just cranked that one out. I guess I could do another one real quick. And then it's just like, yeah, no, I couldn't. Uh, <laughs> well, the, <laughs> thing, the
0: thing is, though, is also, I think that, that part of it, but also I just think that, like, they were probably trying to crank it out because, like, by that point, um, and again, I'm not in any way like, but like, it was very clear that by that point, um, kind of the slasher initial, at least the initial boom was dying out yeah. because, like, in 89, you had kind of like the least successful, um, to that point, um, Friday the 13th, I think the least successful Nightmare on Elm Street. And it's like, um, they, it kind of became clear that, like, whatever, that like things were kind of not. Hitting the way they they wanted to, so like, I think they were trying to like get it, get basically squeeze the cash cow for all it was worth before they completely lost it.
1: Wasn't the, the Halloween also the five? I was gonna the, say,
0: but I wasn't one hundred percent sure.
1: I think I think I think so. Um, it was like the least successful one and shit. Like I don't I don't know, the I don't recall the gross of a uh, curse. Uh, um, but uh, I think it was five and. As it should have been, uh, the the least cursing one because that movie sucks. Um, god
0: damn it! There's worse ones. Your goddamn obsession with Rachel. Goddamn Carruthers.
1: She's a queen. God damn it, she's a queen, and they switched her out for Tina. And let me just move off because I'm just gonna be here all day. <laughs> and I I literally did uh, uh an entire episode of uh i hate that movie Uh, i i hate that movie so much like (laughs) never mind Um, but yeah it's just like you know that that makes a lot of sense it was just like all right like you know the juice is leaving the genre let's try to suck as much as we before Uh, yeah because uh i think the next year like uh after 91 um the child's play three the their last horror really like for slasher movies, was a uh, Doctor Giggles, and then they were just like, "Yeah, that's it. We're, we're moving on." And That's when um they threw away Army of Darkness, and they sent uh, Phantasm Three basically straight to video. I think it played for like a week in theaters before sending it straight to video. Um, yeah, they were just over horror by that point, and and like you know, all the Tremor sequels were going straight to video after that. You know, there was like... I th- also, I think the, the dude who was in charge, who, like, basically took in all those hard projects, had left already. You know what I'm saying? And they were just like, uh, yeah. You know, the new guy was like, what is this? I, I, if I remember correctly, Bruce Campbell even talks about that. Where, like, you know, they during the making of Army of Darkness, they, they had a new guy come uh, come in and was in charge. And he was just like... The fuck is this? These guys are sword fighting skeletons. This is stupid. Get this, get this bullshit out of my face. It's like fuck you, dude. The rules. Um, <laughs> but um, oh, it's, it, it's 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 weird. Like how uh, um, this comes around. I mean, I love it, but it's just like. Like it, it 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 sucks when it comes at a point where you know, uh, it it starts to die out as like there's certain movies that come out and like you know those are the ones that we felt like deserved a better life, but it just came at a time that just was like the genre was just like going down. And, uh... I'm making a point of Dr. Giggles, and I don't know why, you know what I'm saying, because I could just save all this shit. I could just save all this shit for when we eventually talk Dr. Giggles,
0: we do we have a We're doing Dr. Giggles. Dr. Dr. Giggles. Says, like, a, this is a fucking cigarette hanging out of his mouth, and another fucking thing! <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah,
1: moving on. Um, You'll you get the rest of that uh, thought process when we eventually discuss Dr. Giggles. Um, I, I, w- I will say this, though. Um, I did a uh, 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 podcast where I did also talk about Child's Play two on, and uh, I made a statement, and I'm going to make it here again because I just want to see um, Patrick's re- reaction to it. Um, because because some, sometimes I say, uh, so this like uh, a factory setting, uh, like you know the factory where they're building all the like the good guy dolls and uh, uh a chase like through a maze of good guy uh, dolls and boxes and all that stuff and uh i recounted how it it's, it's reminded me of like the, the hedge maze chase and uh, the shining you know what i'm saying and uh i recounted in that appearance that uh i found this chase superior to the one in the shining <laughs>
0: What the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> the,
1: the look of disgust on his face as zest came left my mouth. <laughs> it's just like <laughs> I don't know. I just like, like yeah. I mean, I'm not saying
0: human- against this, but like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, it's like that's like, I don't even. I don't even have a comparison. Like. It's like, like the, I mean, holy shit! Like I don't even know what to fucking like. Holy lord! Like that's not even in the same league. Like, and, and again, I'm not like insulting this movie, but holy shit! Like what the fuck? <laughs> I know,
1: I know, I know. Uh, the 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 host of that show, um, he 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 was also taken aback, but like you know, saying I don't think he was as disgusted as you were, but he was just like, wow. Like, you really said that? And I was like, I did. I did. I did say that. I don't know. It's just... Um, I, I I, love the way Lafayette shot it. Um, John Lafayette, the director of this film, yeah. who uh, we also discussed when we uh, we talked about The Man's Best Friend, which he also directed, which I think was his only two movies. Um, he has since passed away, yeah. I believe.
0: Um, He also... But he, he was like a writer. I know that was the whole thing. Is, I remember I recently read... um. Because I won it on, like, a bloody disgusting, um, thing, um, like a contest, uh, bloody disgusting on Twitter, um, where there was, like, a book about the entire, um, Child's Play franchise, oh, Child's Play slash Chucky franchise, and, um, yeah. apparently he was one of the, um, main driving forces, um, on the original Child's Play, and I guess, Don yeah, he was Mancini, on it. yeah, Don Mancini wrote a script, and then, um, which was Blood Buddy, which was very different, yeah. but had some of the same ideas, and then John Mafia kind of, like, pushed it in a direction that was more than what became Child's Play. And then Tom Holland came in and, like, overhauled it and, like, turned it into what we know now. But it's, like, um, apparently—and again, I love Tom Holland's work. I don't obviously know him as a person. I do love his work. Um, but apparently um, the thing that bonded um, Don Mancini and John Lafia was their mutual hatred of working with Tom Holland on Child's Play. Um, So, like, that helped with, like, them making this movie together was, like, I think that they had a much closer, like, vision and, like, they were both, like, they could both be, like, so not like that motherfucker. Like, we're going to do this thing. (laughs) Like, it's, like, so it's, like, it does ultimately, I think, work for them because it's, like, it's, as I said, like, at the outset of this, like, this movie is a very different fucking animal than the original. It just yeah. is also. Um, it's just different, but it's also like it's also it's. They're both very enjoyable films. It's just they're they're also trying to do something different, as you pointed out before. It's like what Tom Holland was doing was much more of like a thriller type of thing. What LaFia is doing is much more of like a street slasher thing, and I think that they are both great. They just, as I said, they're just going for different things which is why it's almost unfair to compare them because like it's, and you're obviously the the comparisons are going to happen because they're like the same franchise and they're, it's a sequel to an original and all that shit. I get it. but like it's almost unfair just by virtue of the fact that like they really were clearly, obviously had very different goals in the movies that they were trying to make. Um, And I think that they were both successful in that regard. Like, I think that like child's play is a pretty goddamn close to a masterpiece. Uh, the original Child's Play. um It is just... I, I think it's wonderful. um This, I think, as far as this straight slashers go, is definitely one of the high points of the genre, especially of this time period. Like, if you're like, 90s slashers and you don't bring this up, I don't know what the fuck is wrong with you. So it's like, I definitely think they both accomplished their goals. They just both were coming from different directions.
1: No, yeah, yeah, totally. Um... I, 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 I could see how that worked, like, the, the whole scripting thing with the original, where it's, like, missing the script. And it would, would probably happen was Lafayette strengthened the, the slasher elements, which Holland came and paired... Tried to pair... And, you know, that's not a dunk on Tom Holland, because, uh, you know what I'm saying, I'm a fan of Tom Holland. I love uh, original child's play, also his Fright Night, mm-hmm. um, as well as... the. Uh, 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 I'm a huge fan of, uh, his, uh, Fatal Beauty, um, which also starred Brad Durf as as drug dealer, uh, going up against, uh, badass cop Whoopi Goldberg. <laughs> and, and, you know, I also love his script for, uh, Psycho 2. Yes. Um, so, so, so I'm, so I'm a big fan of Tom Holland, but, um, yeah, like, I, I could see who has just like, you know, him kind of being like, yeah, I don't want to do, like, a slasher thing, you know? Hitchcockian thriller and Mancini and Lafayette were probably like no don't (laughs) why and then like one column was out and you know do it up in the slasher shed and they did they did you know what I'm saying I kind of wish that Lafayette had come back for three I mean not to say that the the director of three wasn't uh, bad or anything I guess we'll just
0: well, my whole thing is like I also think it's like genera- get it was probably it was probably something like a generational thing, where it's like I feel like um, yeah, because like, Tom Holland came from that generation before, where it's like the the reverence for fucking Hitchcock was insane. Like Christ, look at like fucking Carpenter, look at De Palma. Like the reverence for Hitchcock was fucking crazy, and then I feel like the the. the of course, because generation- you. Like the generation no, that you followed see it much a... more like um I was just gonna say that the, the generation that followed was much more like, I think, um, into just kind of doing this new thing that was coming out. Like were the guys who yeah. were influenced by those guys and they were doing kind of like what became like the, the traditional slasher mold. I think mean, they were more interested in yeah. that. It was a generational thing, is my guess.
1: No, like I like to uh, say uh, like his his um his love for Hitchcock shows greatly in um uh, Fright Night, because it's basically real mm-hmm. one. Yeah. No. For side movies, it's clear in Fright Night as well. You know what I'm saying? We have Roddy McDowell, like, basically dunking on the Slash franchise as a whole. You know what I'm saying? In a line of dialogue. You know what I'm saying? So So, I get it. You know, uh, like, you you have a particular vision, but, but, like, these guys had a particular vision as well. Lafia and uh, Mancini. And, um, it, it took the, the franchise well enough, you know what I'm saying? Like they still holding on to those slasher elements. I mean, so how could you not? So it's like, who was right here, you know what I'm saying, so to speak? <laughs> well, no, I mean, like,
0: I think like, that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't think that you would have as successful a franchise as you have without as strong a foundation as that original movie. But right. I also think that, like, the directions they go um, are really ballsy like it's kind of like the, the thing about like the um like the child's play franchise chucky franchise that i think has in common um to some extent with like nightmare on Elm street um is like the fact that like they were very very comfortable getting fucking just as weird as they possibly could and just like fucking taking big swings if you will whereas like um the halloween franchise, the Friday the franchise were much more kind of like rigidly like structured. Um because yeah. to be fair in Halloween's case, it was like <laughs> they tried not to once so they were like never again. Um, but um but like this, it's like I think that's the kind of the strength of this franchise is that like you can kind of make it whatever you want. Like you can kind of like do like you can do like a straight fucking horror movie um like Child's Play or like uh, Curse of Chucky. You can do um, a basically straight fucking balls out comedy in like Seed of Chucky. Um, you can also do stuff that falls somewhere in the middle and that's like this. So it's like, I definitely don't think that like there's anything wrong with any of these. Like, I think that, I was, I think that the, the franchise as a whole is much more consistent than it gets credit for being. Yeah. And like this, I think is as part of, um, as much part of the like foundation as the original is because they took such a hard left turn from the way like the tone and like the look and all of this stuff about the original that like they went in this completely opposite direction. And that I think made it kind of at least gave the filmmakers that t- t- took it on after this, gave them more freedom. So you could have something where like Ronnie, you did something that was kind of in some way similar to this um, with uh bride. But then you have like, Mancini himself going back into a much more, um, like thriller kind of feeling or gothic horror feeling with Curse, and it's just like, you can kind of do whatever you want with it, and that and, it, and people are still accepting of it, because they're they're so different, but they're all kind of baked into what the franchise is from the very beginning
1: Nah, yeah Um And then, uh, kind of losing his fucking mind again with, a uh, cult. Um, <laughs> No, it's, it's fine too. You know what I'm saying because, uh, like, like the ideas he has. You know what I'm saying. he kind of had to go all out. You know what I'm saying. And and, and it, it, in the last twenty minutes of cult, and then just like basically, uh, which led into the Chucky e. series, which is going its third season. Um, that's that premieres soon, right? At the time, it of just happened. Premiered?
0: It just happened last Wednesday. It premiered. The first episode, yeah. It's on Peacock now.
1: Oh damn! Boy is lost. <laughs> 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 it's all good. It's all good. Um, no. Uh, before we go, I did. Want to bring back the the climax of this uh this movie and shit because I know that uh because I used to read those molt in the uh, movie guides. Yeah. and uh he 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 uh, if i remember correctly he was not fond of this movie but uh he, he basically called the movie useless until the climax um where like he, he felt the climax was fine but like the repeat shit uh which you know which part of the course for leonard malton um uh i i love the climax much because like the climax is, is grisly but it's like Mainly for everything that happens to Chucky, you know what I'm <laughs> i
0: love, you know, I love like, when he gets his hand cut off and like, he like fucking shoves his own fucking arm, his stump onto the fucking knife to make himself like a knife arm. That's fucking awesome as shit. <laughs>
1: no, but like it, it's it's one of the things I love about this movie is that, um I mean, we we've seen uh, slasher uh movie villains get the shit beat out of him before, but. I don't recall any of them getting the shit beat out of him, like, the way Chucky gets the shit beat out of him in the climax of this movie. Not just the hand uh, getting ripped off, but, like, having, like, his legs cut off and then melted. And yeah. then just finally his head... Ex- like, it's, like... Well, I think like it's I
0: kind think of, like, like, almost like, like the... Um, it's like the kind of, like... if you, I mean, obviously, you've seen Batman The Animated Series um the character that like they like the villain they fucked with the worst on that show was like the ventriloquist because it's like you could do stuff to the dummy that you couldn't do to like other villains and have like standards practices up your ass so it's like because chucky is a doll it's like i feel like you can go so fucking hard and nobody has nobody really bats an eye because it's like it's a doll it gives a shit but it's like i think it works because of brad zara's performance you buy the pain of everything he's going through
1: Oh, yeah, he sells the shit out of it. You know what I'm saying? Like like, like, I say, you almost feel bad for Chucky by, by the end of it. It's just like, leave him alone. He's had enough. And it's like, you know.
0: He's like, like, like oh. stop, stop, he's already dead. <laughs>
1: yeah, it's just like, you know, I mean, but like, like I was saying, it's like we've seen Jason get shot a million times and fucking just have bad things happen to him. But it's never really, like, you know, like like what happens to Chucky here? You know what I'm saying? But and I, I think, like, yeah, the, a, a large part of that is because you have Brad Dourif selling the shit out of the, the paint. You know, like that blood-curling scream but he has to fucking uh, rip his own hand off. You know what I'm saying? Like, the way, like, Lafayette portrays that, like, like twirling the eyes because he's in so much pain as he's like slowly tearing his hand off and then uh, like you know when he shoves his fucking the, the stump into the, the the other end of the blade so he could make his have like a hand knife and just said like i hate kids <laughs> <laughs> like this this movie kind of like uh makes me look at chucky's kind of like a horror movie al bundy you know what i <laughs> Where his his whole life is just pain by this point from here on out, you know what I'm saying? It's like, 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 you're like the world's like, fuck you, Chucky. You know, like.
0: I mean, as they should. He is, I mean, a terrible, terrible person. <laughs> like it's like, oh, yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. I mean, bad things happening to him. I mean, that's okay. It's like there's like nothing sympathy like there is for like Jason, where it's just like, well, I mean, he had it, he had it bad before, so I mean, it's like it's it's like him and Mike, him and uh, Freddie you're kind of comfortable with bad things happening too. Cause it's like, they're just awful human beings.
1: Yeah. But like, uh, even, even Freddie, the, the, like, uh, who, who kind of like tie, if, if not worse than Chucky as a person, um, I don't recall him having like shit, like, like, hap- like, you know, like during like built on the demise of the villain and every, uh, sequel they had, I don't recall Freddy getting it that bad as Chucky gets it in the end of this one. Like, uh, maybe, what was it, 4, where his body is torn apart by the escaping souls in uh, Dream Master? Um, That might be, like, like, I think the worst that happens to to, to Freddy uh, throughout the series. Well, of course, getting blown up at the end of Freddy's Dead. But, like, even that's just quick. He just gets, well, that's not true because he does get fucked up pretty bad at the end of Freddy's Dead. Gets his hands like his fingers broken back. He gets stabbed like hundred times, and then he gets blown up. You know, what I'm so so there's that. But I don't even think that's worse than what happened to him. Fucking tore the fuck up, literally, like slowly and surely. You know, what I'm saying Chucky gets fucked up real bad, and it's like it's great. It's it's great because this is like you as i'm pointing out you rarely see your slasher movie villains get done like that even when they fucking absolutely deserve it chucky absolutely deserves it, like every slasher movie villain and like it gets shown like over the course of like you know this 15 minute climax and shit where he he loses hand legs and he gets melted then he gets blowed up and you know it it, it all works beautifully
0: it does. I mean, that's, you know, I would, yeah, no, I, I, as, I said, like, as I said, the outside of this is, like, it's not my favorite one, but, like, I definitely think um, it is deserving of having, like, a really high reputation. I do think that, like, um, I know that they had said, like, um, a big part of the reason that the uh, Chucky e show um, has the aesthetic it has was because um, Don Mancini was frequently told by people how much they love child's play 2 and how they kind of wanted like kind a of return to that uh in the franchise which is why it had that has kind of more of like a candy colored aesthetic and everything and i think mm. that like that thing is like this. a lot of the things that were like kind of pioneered in this you're still getting echoes of now because they were so important and i so it's like i definitely think this is like this is a fucking solid as shit entry it's just i think it's like it got kind of the point of being like overrated people are like it's the best fucking one and i was just like no 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 it's not like i was just like there's at least i would say two better than it but that's fine um i would say three but that's fine um but no but like it definitely is like i I really like it and i'm like i'm glad like that like all of the chucky stuff is as respected as it is now i feel like for a long time it wasn't so like the fact that it's now is kind of respected as like one of the top horror franchises and like i feel like that's that's fucking cool
1: Now on to our second feature, um, which is kind of weird uh, since uh, last uh, last discussion uh, we did. Um, it's, 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 oh no! It's you say
0: kind of weird. My exact fucking response, if you will recall, when you fucking brought this up, was, "Oh hey, do you like Toby Hooper, Rob? I was unaware." <laughs> no, because it's like. Because you've been obsessed with Toby Hooper for like the longest at this point. So to use a U word, so <laughs>
1: <laughs> No, nah, it's all good. It's all good. Um because it it works out since uh by the time I was recording uh the episode prior you would hear it would be um uh in this in this miniseries as we discussed uh the burning and spontaneous combustion which had both Brad Durf uh, and directed by Toby Hooper. This one, this discussion has a movie starring Brad Durf, well, the voice of Brad Durf, and a movie directed by Toby Hooper. So we kind of split them into two. And that is uh The Mangler. Um a uh how would you even describe his this reputation? Um, um
0: okay. I didn't even I had never seen it. Um, I agreed to do it because of your massive erection for Toby Hooper. Um, I feel like it's, it's the weirdest fucking thing because it's, it was made in like, I think 95. So like the year before Scream and it feels not at all like any, it's like, it's like the weirdest Time, I guess, to release a fucking horror movie. Because it definitely feels like a 90s movie in a lot of ways. Like um the closest I would say uh, is like man's best friend, kind of feels similar to this. Um in terms of like its tone and like its look. Um they have very similar to me, like feelings. Um, but like this is also like the weirdest fucking thing for Toby Hooper. Because it's like I feel like that dude had this particular aesthetic when he made Texas Chainsaw that he just kind of just never either he didn't want to do it in the first place or just never wanted to do it again. But after that, like that's why I do think um, that whenever people talk about um, the whole like argument of like whether or not Poltergeist is his, I was like I feel like you have to watch every other Toby Hooper movie and you will see how obvious it was that toby hoover made this like this has a very similar thing where there is kind of a batshit insanity um and like it's like, it's like i feel like this is one of the prime examples even though i don't think it's it's not in my opinion one of his like best works but like i think it's one of the prime examples of like he was going for something zany on purpose and people didn't get that and so i feel like that's kind of why it got relegated um to kind of being forgotten until like i think it was was it scream factory that it out yeah okay um it was kind of like been relegated because it was kind of released um in the time that like because all reason basically scream existed which was basically like the horror film was kind of like at that point like in like the late mid to late 90s was kind of passe and like the thing like the thing of like the, the mangler like the fact that it was fucking released like i didn't even know it was released theatrically um cuz it feels so like um like dtv um not necessarily in a bad way um but like it definitely has this vibe of kind of being super kind of over the top and zany while also being very deeply rooted in like gothic horror it's yeah. like the weirdest fucking movie
1: it 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 is it is. Um, I always liked the manga like when I first saw it. I saw, I saw it on a I think pay per view. Um, and I know I, oh, this is cool. Like you know what I'm saying. Um, and I, I went years without seeing it. And I remember seeing it uh, again like so when it got released on DVD. And I was like, yeah, this is cool. But it was like this recent rewatch is. I feel like I finally got it. And what I got about it is that, um, as we stated, that Toby was a master at knowing how much to put into a movie. Knowing exactly what tone to give it. And if you know the story of this movie, it's basically about uh, a laundry folding machine that kills people. Yes. Um, of, of Of course, written by Stephen King, because, of course, he would be the one to come up with some shit like that. It's based on his short story.
0: And I uh, should point out, uh, actually, this was all released accounts, in the era when fucking, if Stephen King had written something, it didn't matter if it was a short story or a full-length novel. It didn't matter if there was, like, any conceivable way to turn it into a movie. They were gonna turn it into a movie. No matter what they had to do, it was gonna be, like, they were gonna mine every piece of Stephen King material they possibly could. And, like, so it's like, it's a laundry machine that fucking kills people. Sold. We need to get production right fucking now. Absolutely,
1: absolutely. And um, with with Toby, like it, it's a, it's a ridiculous story. And Toby, probably looking at it, was like, "Let's just go full on ridiculous, like just absolutely preposterous." And it's. A, it's a preposterous. You know what I'm saying? It's like you have this preposterous fucking premise. Uh, uh also the preposterous performances from fucking Robert England. and Levine. Um, it's just like Ted Levine's performance. It, it's like,
0: like, Toby... like it's fueled entirely by cocaine.
1: Oh yeah, both of them. Like it's weird too because they seem to be the only two that are not dubbed, and I think that's because <laughs> where the movie was shot. Uh, um, um, uh. England is just going off the fucking uh, deep end here with his performance. Like the Toby allowed that man to cut loose, con- and he goes for it. Like you know, with the fucking the leg braces and the fucking swinging of the cane and shit, and just like he he is fire. And and the and- is great in the movie. Like w- one of his like few hero roles that I remember uh taylor being doing especially at this time you know when he was known as buffalo bill he's still known as buffalo bill for, for you know what i'm saying for a large part of the like uh, audiences but like yeah it's just that Tony totally go like literally just goes for it you know what i'm saying um and it just creates a, a movie that is just so over the top but like it's really deserving of that kind of energy because like how the fuck could you you now premise, you know what I'm saying? Like, and like, like the way, like all the way to the end and shit. With it, there's a scene where they perform an exorcism on an evil laundry folding machine, and the way he shoots it, like you know, it's like pure like gothic horror, yes. and it's just wonderful, the wonderful thing. And like you know, it's just that like, this is why Toby is one of the greats. Now, what? But- <laughs>
0: I you mean, look like okay. Twice on there. I okay see the, the way that you're framing it. I okay, I, I, as I said at the outset, like I was just like, I lo- I, I do thoroughly enjoy a lot of Toby Hooper's shit, um, but like <laughs> this one less than a lot of them, um, because like I think it has its moments, like I think that there's like stuff about it that I do enjoy, but like, um. I would not point to this if I was trying to point out the genius and wonder and splendor of Toby Hooper. Um, this would be like an example that I'm like, he also did the Mangler, but he also did. Like, it's just like, it's like that I mentioned in that tone, not like, as <laughs> like, this is one of his finest works. Like, let's not lose our heads here.
1: <laughs> well, I, I think... It's, it's one of the finest depictions of like toby an evil as, laundry as, machine
0: like... yes <laughs> it is one of the finest depictions of an evil laundry machine in all of cinema I will grant you that
1: <laughs> no but it's like uh how how toby is, is, is a master controller knowing exactly what a movie needs like it's it's it, it, it's a prime example of that like toby just knew exactly what to give a, a movie and shit you know what I mean he know it's to, to, to play it or to go over the top and then this one he really,
2: really
1: goes over the top with everything there's a scene where they have where where, where they battle uh, uh, a possessed fucking icebox yes, like, like like come on <laughs> like come the fuck on like they have like and, and it's not like it's not even like you know like they, they really have a full on battle with this fucking thing and there's there's lights and and wind blowing and shit and and it's like and, uh, it's, it's almost like it comes almost like with like the climax of a superhero movie where there's a light in this <laughs> it also has my the, the, that scene also has my favorite line in the movie which is um after they're done uh he goes to the television's like good, and, and his brother his, his brother-in-law is like Like uh uh, and then Telavine goes and drive a fucking steak through its heart. (laughs) (laughs) It's glorious. How can people not like this movie? I don't know. Like, I mean, I I think it's just the case of people just not understanding or just just being put off by the the the. the. So it's just it's. I mean. Granted, I, yeah, I'm not going to declare this as, like, you know, some misunderstood masterpiece, but it, I do think it, a lot of it it is misunderstood, you know what I'm saying, with people just not well, realizing yes, that it's... Well, I think it a... was
0: kind of the same thing as, like, Spontaneous Combustion. Remember, like, I remember reading the reviews of Spontaneous Combustion, where basically people were, like... Uh, and actually, they were similar to the reviews for this, where, like, they were, like, um, basically, it's time for, like, Toby Hooper to, like, hang it up. And um, I was, like, I mean... To be fair, as I said, like at the at the start of this, like when like this was during the era when they were like mining every fucking available thing that Stephen King had written to turn it into a fucking movie. And if we were if okay, if we as a society absolutely had no choice but to have the killer washing machine movie I think this is the best possible example it's of what not, you could have made. <laughs>
1: it's not a washing machine. Sorry, it's a sorry, you're folding right. it's thing machine.
0: machine. No, you're right. That's so much less ridiculous. You're absolutely correct. Uh, that was that suddenly makes it an entirely different animal. And I am wrong, and I apologize deeply for the offense <laughs> that I have caused with that statement that has impugned what the machine actually does. That is my that is my bad, and I'm very sorry that I've done that. Um my point being that like I feel like if this movie had to exist I feel like Toby Hooper made the best possible version of this that could possibly exist like there are definitely people that have taken better and more well-known Stephen King stories and done worse fucking adaptations of them so like to give Toby Hooper shit for it I feel like it's unfair <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying. It's like, uh, I mean, ghost the Robert England has 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 gone publicly stated, uh, it's on the uh, blue the Shout Factory Blu-ray that he feels like as far as the Stephen King adaptation goes, like, he, I, I, I'm not sure if he said it was there, but he thinks it's one of the the better ones, um, and it's like, like here's the thing, it's like. Who could have do- done, actually done this movie?
0: No, 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 I'm not saying that. That, that you know, know that saying, would like, have yeah, pulled you know, it off. Yeah, exactly. But it's like, to be like, to say like this is where the better was. It's like, yes, when I think of the great Stephen King adaptations, The Shining, Carrie, you know, the the you know the, in the next breath, you must bring up The Mangler. No, fuck you, Robert England. I'm sorry, but fuck off. Just fuck all the way off.
1: I mean, it's like, what, what came around at this time as far as Stephen King adaptations goes? There's this, the Lawnmower Man. Yes. Um. Oh, 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 oh Um. What one of your favorites that, that 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 you we were just arguing about? Graveyard Shift.
0: I hate Graveyard Shift. So yes, like this is also like as I was saying, like that shows that you can take some of his work and just tank it. And I don't think Toby did. Like, that's the thing. I was like, I don't necessarily want to bring this up as being one of the better Toby films or one of the better King adaptations. I don't think either of those things is true. But uh, as I said, like, people have taken uh, better or um, worse (laughs) um, King stories and made worse movies out of them. Um, So yes, I feel like it's unfair that, like, Toby kind of took the brunt of people giving. Because I'm just like, I'm sure it's going to probably piss some people off. I don't care. Um, Like, for example, I don't remember how many years it was removed from this. I want to say it was, like, two years before, but I could be wrong. But um, somebody, I can't remember their name now, so God help them. Um, But the guy who made Needful Things uh, took what I think is a very cool Stephen King story and made what I feel is a fucking dreadful fucking movie out of that story. I know recently they said that they are doing a fucking, uh, I think it was uh, Kino was doing like a 4K. I was like, why? Like, I was like, there is no way that there is anyone that likes this movie enough to pay 30 fucking dollars for it. And if there is, I want you to put them into jail or a mental institution of some sort because what the fuck is wrong with them? I fucking dislike the shit of that movie. But I love that book. Um so it's like this is an example where it's like I only vaguely remember um the story. I want to say it was a night shift. I could be wrong. Um, cause when I was a kid, I read every fucking Stephen King's story book, anything that Stephen King's name was on, I read. So I definitely read this, but I don't remember for I don't remember it super well. Um, but as I said, like they were turning everything into fucking movies. and like, compared to, if we're going to use that as an example, compared to Graveyard Shift, I think that this is actually a much better example because of probably Toby, because it's like the thing about the Graveyard Shift was it was like, it was a short story that did not need to be a feature-length film. And clearly the people involved in making it did not understand how to make that work. Whereas I do feel like this was a Stephen King short story that did need to be a feature-length film, but Toby understood how to make that happen, since it was going to happen with or without him. I think he did a good job in that respect. Yeah,
1: you know, saying like if I, I also um, around this time there was also uh, George Romero's The Dark Half. Yes, which I'm a huge fan of.
0: Well, to be fair, it wasn't um, you said? Didn't you tell you that like, The Dark Half was shot and like, they picked them like years before they um, actually released it? Like it sat on the shelf.
1: Yeah, they shot it in like 1990, and I think yeah. it it sat until like '93 when it finally got a release. Okay. Um, and turned out to be like you know uh one of uh my second favorite uh, George Romero movie, um, but um, which is just the most yeah. insane
0: statement. But go ahead. <laughs> I don't know, like it's, it's, remember who you're. Remember who you're talking. No, I'm about. just saying. I I, I just want like I want there someday for us to, like, the only reason I would want us to, like, this to blow up and us to be, like, respected, like, the dead meat people or whatever, is purely so that one day there'll be a 4K of the dark half with your pull quote, the second best George Romero movie. It's like it's like Or, I would just, like, this man said, better than Dawn of the Dead. Call the police. <laughs> well... Uh, as,
1: as, as I've stated before and I guess uh, we'll get into more thoroughly when uh, we discuss Dawn of the Dead uh, Brownface um, I'm aware <laughs> so there's
0: that
1: my <laughs> movie is Martin um, so it's like how like why would that be a surprise about my second one would be the dark yeah, my first one is Martin because I'm I'm fucking insane, <laughs> and uh, those are my tastes, and I st- I stand by them.
0: I mean, um, I, I'm not anyway. Like, 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 like I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm I just saying me. it's crazy to me. But go ahead.
1: <laughs> it's it's like you know. I don't think there's any director of his caliber that could have pulled this off. Like, a director who even wanted to. Like, do like, you imagine him trying to offer this to Carpenter? He'd have been like, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> like, I'm not doing that. Craven would have been like, hell no. Romero would have been like, mm-hmm. you know. I, I I don't know what you want me to do here. Toby was the only one who was like, bring it on. <laughs> I
0: mean, <that's laughs> a, I don't think that's true. I think that like the other person who would have said bring it on was Mick Garris.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. And I mean, I I I, I like Mick Garris. Uh, I think he's a cool person. Great. Uh, uh our guy. Um, I, I don't think he could have pulled this off at all.
0: Oh no, I did. I, I agree. Like, with you. <laughs>
1: Like, you know what I'm saying? He definitely... Yeah, he definitely would have tried, though, but... Uh, yes. <laughs> I, I definitely don't think he would have pulled it off. Like, you know... Um, like I said, like, in like comparing the two, like, uh, Toby and, and Mick Harris, I think Mick would have played this more straight. Yeah. Like, wrong for the material. Yeah, Like I said, Toby understands, like, you know, this, this is just other pretentious horse it So it's like let's let's just go all out with it. Um like essentially in the climax where the thing gets up and starts fucking chasing them down the
2: hall
1: <laughs> <laughs> fucking laundry folding machine grows legs and starts chasing them. Like full on fucking like uh alien queen and aliens good uh, climax here you know after they tr- after they tried to exercise it which uh, yes. the they essentially just made it worse
0: yes <laughs> they just amplified its power cuz like, i do like that it's like i feel like that's fucking insane where it's like okay i to be fair i don't exactly know how it works but um like that's the whole thing is like they make, they make the reveal after they think they've exercised it um when he like gives them what he thinks are in acids and then he finds out it's, like, Deadly Nightshade. And, um... They figured out that that's basically what's, like, fueling it uh, at that point. And I was like, I feel like if you were taking Deadly Nightshade, it would just kill you. Like, I don't think it would necessarily be something where it's just, like, you could mistake it for an acids, And then, like, somehow, like... Um, I, I, I do think it's also the weirdest thing about this fucking movie is um, the whole idea that... Um, Not only is the fucking uh, laundry folding machine alive and killing people, but, like, somebody chose to make that its avatar of evil. Like, of all the fucking things that you could have done, that was the one that you landed on just, like, putting as much fucking Deadly Nightshade into as you could to, like, make your, like, demon creature. Like, make your alien queen, if you will. That's fucking crazy. Like that is the most cook fueled thing I have ever heard in my entire life.
1: <laughs> and it's and it's and it's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, the well, other thing is, uh, that I, I love about this movie is that the relationship between Ted Levine and his brother-in-law. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Uh, it's 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 um, borderline romantic. <laughs> <laughs>
0: And also, just speaking of, um, the brother-in-law also has the most nebulous accent I've ever heard in my entire life. Like, I can't entirely tell if he's meant to be British or not, because he, like, he definitely has some points where he sounds straight British, and some points where it sounds like he's trying to do American. I honestly can't tell what they were going for.
1: Yeah. It's, um, it's... That's another connective tissue. Well, We should explain the connective tissue between these two movies is, um... Um, possessed, uh, things that, uh, run around and chase, uh, the good guy characters around the fucking, uh, industrial, uh, setting during the climax of the film. You should
0: probably say heroic, <laughs> um, and not good guy when we're discussing fucking Child's Play too. The heroic characters. That is true. <laughs> yes, the heroic characters.
1: But also, like, uh, feature character uh, accents that were tell what they're fucking from <laughs> no but i like the relationship you know what I'm saying they, they go for a cook some dinner like they discuss things you know what i'm saying it's just like are are, are they in love you know what i'm saying <laughs> Is, are, they, are, they, are they you know I'm saying like are they a couple because it seems like it like you know what i'm saying the it's, um, it's almost like um the relationship that the,
2: the,
1: the, the, the street figure. And also, uh, Dolph Lundgren has with uh, his uh mate in um blackjack. Yeah. It's just like, I, I think they're a couple. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? i saying, I think they they have like a romantic thing going on, and I I think that's cute. I think it's, it's sweet. Like you know, saying that like, did they have something like that in the movie? I mean, I, you know, I'm just spitballing here, guessing is. There's no heavy impl- implication that they are. It's just like it seems to me. You know what I'm saying? And I just think it's a sweet little relationship that you know that the uh, good guy Kappa Aviv has with his brother-in-law there. You know what I'm saying? The 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 the, the emo semi-British, a um, cult expert. That, you know what I'm saying your 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 boyfriend is a a guy who's just like an expert in exactly the kind of situation that they're they they find themselves so stuck in at, at this particular moment you know
0: an expert on like the, the, the like it's like, a, it's like i have very specific expertise it is possessed laundry folding machines you've come to the right <laughs> man again the most fucking insane coke-fueled fucking series of things in this movie that like i do it's like, again like i feel like this isn't the strongest outing for anyone involved But I feel like the thing about it that kind of works is, um, even though I don't believe in the whole idea of like, kind of like, um, like guilty pleasures, or like so bad it's good or any of that bullshit. um, But like, I definitely think that like, people weren't understanding that like, um, Toby, as a director who wanted to make comedies, but was basically stuck doing horror for his entire career, um the thing that he did um kind of um I guess unceremoniously, um is he would basically inject as much comedy as he possibly could into his stuff. Um and it kind I which probably was mostly for him more than for the audience or anything, but I think it if you're watching it as an audience member that is tuned into its wavelength. Um, It makes it more tolerable than I think it would be if you were someone like, let's say like a Moulton or like an Ebert or whoever the fuck else, um, who would just be like, what the fuck are we watching? Um, Toby was having fun with these kind of insane jobs that he was being offered. And that fun does kind of come through.
1: No yeah like well, how could you take a movie seriously like not just with the the laundry folding machine being possessed and a a full on uh light box but there's also a character named, uh was it JJ Picture Man who who's a like a um a photographer his name is Picture Man <laughs> Picture- <laughs> like it's, 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 and they—they they, they not it's not an alias or anything. His name is fucking Picture Man, like J.J. Picture Man. It could be an alias, you don't he, know. <laughs> no, no, no. The name is Picture Man. How the fuck are you taking this movie seriously? How the fuck are you watching this movie? It's like, oh, this is, this is, this is, this is like pure over the top camp. And, and you guys are all fucking misreading it. And it's just like fucking, oh my God. I mean, should we be surprised? Should we be surprised that people have the wrong idea about movies and like see it the wrong way? Like, it's still happening to this day,
0: yeah. I mean, that's the thing. I, I do, it was funny because I do have somebody recently um comment on um like my because I had posted my um like my favorite horror movies list because it had changed slightly since last year, and um, one of my friends had posted like, Why do you like Malignant? I was just like, "It." First of all, I'm never going to explain if you're coming to me in that direction. i am never going to explain why I like anything. Um if you ask me a question like that, you can right, yeah. you can fuck off. Um but secondarily, if you didn't get it, and I don't mean that in like, a shitty way, but I was like if you didn't play on its wavelength, nothing I'm going to tell you is going to make you like it better probably, and I don't really care enough to like turn you. Um it's like, it's like basically in in pretty much every case like I it's like I was like even, granted, I do hate things being described as camp, just I just don't like that personally. Um, yeah. but um, it's like kind of like my whole thing with um, with the Halloween kills, where this being kind of like a ball to the wall, like it was it, to me, it exceeded exceed, it what he was doing. They're trying to do a ball to the wall eighty slasher, and they accomplished that goal. If you were looking for something that was um, more in line with um, kind of uh, I guess I uh, to use air quotes like an elevated horror approach. Then yes, you're going to have a bad time. But like yeah. if you walk into it knowing what it is, like or at least um, if you walk into it and not even actually knowing what it is. But if you walk into it and like are willing to accept it on its wavelength, then I think that you will have a better time than if you are married to whatever idea of what it was going to be before you watched it. Uh, And this is one of those examples where I feel like that's the thing with all movies. You basically have to engage with movies for what they are versus what you think they should be. Um, And I feel like there are some filmmakers who um, kind of get credit for um, kind of doing specific kind of um, much more over-the-top things. And I think there are some directors who get shit on for it, and I don't completely understand why there are two camps. Because it's like, I feel like James Wan actually got a fair amount of praise for what he did with Malignant, um, but he didn't get that same praise um, when he did Dead Silence. And he got a lot of praise for doing, like, the Conjuring uh, movies that he did and, like, the Insidious movies he did and, like, the Saw movie he did. Um... And so, like, when he came back to do Malignant, it's surprising to me that he was given that credit. Because, like, there are some directors who it's, like, people have this idea in their heads of what they are and what they do. And if they deviate from that, they get upset. Um, it's, like, my whole thing is, like, as we're recording this, um, it's, like, the weekend that Exorcist Believer has come out. And, like, people have this idea about David Gordon Green um, now without even seeing things so it's like i feel like they're kind of approaching it in a way that i'm like just let the motherfucker do his movies and if you don't like them just don't go like it's like it's not that big a fucking deal um whereas like um it was kind of a similar situation with toby it's just that toby came from making um kind of arguably one of the most respected horror films of all time when he made Texas chainsaw and then made one of the most successful horror films um of the time with poltergeist and so i feel like by the time that he was doing kind of um if you will his lesser work um definitely to critics if not to audiences um people just didn't know how to fucking take it and it definitely i'm pretty sure slowly but surely it's kind of destroyed his fucking career
1: (laughs) yeah I'm glad you mentioned Halloween Kills because that was one that uh I didn't get yeah. uh when I first saw it. Like you was like, no, because you you know not 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 necessarily that you're saying that I was looking at it from the wrong perspective, uh, even though I was, but you said try looking at it like this, and then it's like, oh, now I get it. And then like, you know, the subsequent viewings, this is like I, I started liking it more. You know what I'm saying? So like it, it can happen, I guess, you know what I'm saying? Um when, 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 you know you're watching movies and you just don't know what director's intent, but it's like, uh, like initially, but like, it's when it's something like this or like, like another perfect example you brought up, *Malignant*, where it's just like fucking obvious, yeah, like what, what, what's going, what's going on here, like, like a *Malignant*, you know, saying like the, 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 the opening, that opening line, we gotta cut out the cancer. It's like. How how could you not see, you know what I'm saying? You know also the, uh, the the iconic uh Sydney I'm adopted. And then they start playing fucking moody version of where's my mind? You know what I'm saying? It's just like <gasps> and it's like, oh come the fuck on, people like and it's, it's it's the same thing with this, you know what I'm saying? fucking Robert England from from like the, the top berating his workers. You gotta work faster. You gotta work harder. He's banging. He's walking with two canes and he's just banging them everywhere. And he's walking with like. Don't get that. Like you know. Like you know. So people are just like you know they see shit like that and they 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 don't get that. It's it's supposed to be like that. And I don't understand how that that could be. You know what I'm saying? With it's like it's obviously some fucking you know like some real over the top shit there you know but like you mentioned
0: the Robert England thing actually the thing that I think of most in his performance in this movie is um, he kind of doing in in a, like a, in a certain way kind of a more creepy version of uh, what Peter Sellers was doing in uh, Doctor Strangelove <laughs> when he's um, playing Doctor Strangelove himself it's almost kind of like that kind of vibe to me
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he might have actually said that 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 was something he was going for in his performance. Uh, in the, the the special features on the discs, you know what I'm saying. Toby just was like, "Yeah, go for it, dude." You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, we're all having fun. You know what I'm saying? You got Ted Levine there with his long coat, eating his antacids and shit with uh his toupee. You know what I'm saying? His his heartthrob toupee that he's. Wrong. Rocking and shit, and he's always fucking brushing the hair out of his eyes, and it's just like he loved rocking that toupee, didn't he? You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, like, you know, he's always bald in movies and shit. kind of toupee and, um, what was it? Uh, uh, Nowhere to Run, uh, the the Van Damme picture. Um,
0: I <laughs> <laughs> I think he said Van damn picture, <laughs> like it's just like it's like the classic piece of cinema, <laughs> like this is like Citizen Kane and Nowhere to Run.
1: <laughs> uh, 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 Larry would appreciate that. He, he he said he appreciates when you refer to movies. So there, that was Larry. <laughs> Listen to a real early uh, uh, podcast. <laughs> Because <laughs> you, know, you know, like, like I, I know i mean like, we mentioned you uh, on the show, like, we gave you a shout out on the show. Did you mention the
2: podcast?
1: <laughs> yes, Larry, I, I mentioned the podcast. Are you happy now? Are you pleased? Are you pleased now? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love you, Larry, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um. It's- uh, honestly, I, I I think I don't remember if it was Facebook or Twitter where I mentioned this. Um, but I feel like he, he kind of like I don't know if I want to call it a bad rep. Um, I don't know what you would call it, but it's like he he's an incredible actor. You know, very distinct. I, I love his like line deliveries, you know, and and he's always great in everything. But I feel like you know his most well remembered performance is kind of like did like, him dirty, because it's like no matter like how great he is in in any movie he like he's great in this. Uh, we, we discussed him uh previously in uh when we discussed the Hellfire remake. Um, he was in Heat, Michael Mann's epic, and you know so many other movies, and he's fantastic. Also, he's a great, uh, uh, heavy in that. But I feel like whenever you see Ted Levine, all you can see and 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 dancing. You know what I'm saying? Would you fuck me? I'd fuck me. I'd fuck me so hard. And that's all people are gonna remember Ted Levine for, and that's a shame because, like, you know what I'm saying?
0: I mean, uh, I disagree just because I people... feel like there was a time he would have been that, but I feel like the body of work he's put together in, like, the 30 years since, he'll be remembered as, like, a character actor. Like, that would be his most famous. Like, he might be, like, when they, his fucking obituary might be, like, Buffalo Bill actor or, like, Silence of the Lambs actor dies, whatever. Yeah. Um. But, like, I definitely think he's built up enough work that people will remember him as, like... like to me, he's Rusty Nail from Joyride. Um, yeah. But he's secondarily, weirdly... Um he's uh the uh police captain, I want to say. I can't remember what his rank was, but um like the, the head cop on Monk is like the second thing that I think of when I think of him. And then like Oh, then I didn't
1: I, even know he was on that.
0: Yeah, and then I think of like um weirdly, um, uh, I think of Hills Have Eyes, but immediately after Hills Have Eyes, I think of Fast and the Furious. So it's like he has such a weird, varied career that I feel like he'll be remembered for a lot. I just think that's do I think the most famous role he'll ever have is Buffalo Bill? Yes. But do I think that when he, like, does eventually pass, he'll be respected as an actor? Yes. I think that, like, he has done enough interesting work at this point that, like, people will remember him for, like, a myriad of things.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's just it's, 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 it's the thing. It's just it's, well, you're too good at your job. I He's mean, so great and disturbing as Buffalo Bill. It's just that people just see him as, hey, that Buffalo Bill, and it's just like, but like, yeah. Also, you said like, how how powerful of an actor he is, and like, it's great too that we discussed Charles play earlier with like it's Brad Dourif's voice, but Brad Dourif is just firing all cylinders. That you know, he just gives like the best performance in the movie, even though it's just his voice. It's the same thing with uh, Joyride. You know what I'm saying? You never see Ted Levine; you only hear his voice, his rusty nail. Yeah, and he's one of the most terrifying villains in 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 fucking horror movies you know what i'm saying like when when they when when they tell him that the they that they played a prank on him and he just goes say sorry you know what I'm saying? and it's just like like i mean they they discover later you know what i'm saying like you like in retrospect, you realize how terrifying that line is yeah You know what I'm saying? When you realize like exactly what they encounter like like later on in the movie. You know what I'm saying? Like it's like you you should have just apologized right there, motherfuckers. Now look at you walking into a diner naked ordering 30 cheeseburgers.
0: (laughs) Oh god, I love Me too. I do I haven't seen it. Oh yeah, no, I watched it. I, I I didn't watch it like at least every couple of years, if not every year. I I I can't even remember the last time I seen it.
1: But uh, like it's 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 all there. Yeah, it, it's it's all there. Like that that's that's an unforgettable. And also, of course, uh, uh, John Dahl is, is just a fantastic director. He's another one that doesn't get paid his flowers enough. That is um, true. um, and like I I think Tellerine like that's that's something I I, I want to avoid, especially like a great character actor like him, is you know you 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 mentioned it, like, oh, when he passes away, like, you know, you'll see, like, Silence of the Lambs actor passes away. You know what I'm saying? Not to jinx him or anything, God forbid. You know, I hope he stays with us for a long time, but that that's the thing. And then, like, you know, you see that thing that always happens when an actor passes away, where they're fucking like, oh, man, I love them, I love that, and it's like, why are we saying this now? Yeah. Let's let's say it now. Let, let's let's fucking come out and say it now. You know what I'm saying? Like, Telefean is a fantastic actor who's fantastic in everything he does you know what I'm saying it's like in here it's like he, he gets to really just act out and you know what I'm saying it's like it's great too like cause when he has this, like, his acting face off with um uh, England and you know what I'm saying like I stated England I mean England you could continue to give his flowers he hasn't but like you know still it's Robert England, it's a fucking legend and yes. like he's pulling out all the stops and Levine is it was, it was like I was saying, like I posted uh, on Twitter, like the acting face-off in the history of was like Christian Slater and Gary Oldman, you know?
0: Yes. Where like, where like
1: you have you have an actor who's been doing this for 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 a while is on top of their game, and like you know just coming in, um, and it's just like yeah, like you know, it's kind of like. Where like England is just like fucking like just going batshit insane. It's like the, the Levine is just like yeah, come on, give it to me, give it to give it to me all and shit. And he's meeting him on his own. And it's it's a wonderful thing. It's just like that's something that gets overlooked because people can't overlook the fact that this movie is just like uh, pure camp preposterousness. You know, not realizing that's the fucking point. But you know, whatever. You know, that's neither here nor there at this point. Like I'm, I'm pretty sure this is one. This is gonna be one of those movies where people are just gonna realize later.
0: I mean, I feel they have. I mean, like, I, they, they got released like by Scream Factory, and they did. Didn't they do like a new, like another movie, like recently, like The Mangler Reborn or something? So I mean, like it definitely. I think there's like, I don't even know if that's good or bad. I haven't seen it. Like I, I hadn't even seen this until you mentioned it for this show. <laughs> um, but like, I feel like enough people. It probably has enough of it. If they didn't think they would sell Blu-rays, they would not have released it. So clearly, there's enough people that like this movie. That like they that they understand that like oh hey, we're gonna make our money back.
1: Yeah, it's. I think it's slowly getting there. Like like it's slowly, getting, you know, um, you know, because at the time it was just considered. I think I think this was like, um, as far as. And this this sucks to say, but like as far as Toby being seen as like like one of the greats, this was kind of like the final nail for that, like in the eyes of like, you know, general audiences. It's like, oh, he put out this, you know what I'm saying? Like, what the fuck is this? And it died a horrible death at the box office and shit. And then like, you know, Toby, um you know, really couldn't get like something like this. Uh, I mean, because this obviously was cheap to make. You know what I'm saying? There's there's a fair bit of effects work and shit. That that, that whole uh, laundry set and shit, especially the whole fucking The Mangler itself. Like, there was a considerable amount of money putting into building that shit. And then, um, you know, the the digital effects to make it get up and walk and chase and kill people. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? It's like, how can people just not like this movie? evil laundry folding machine gets up and walks and chases people down corridors and try some like it it literally cuts a man in half with just a swipe yeah you know what i'm saying (laughs) also um before that happens though there there is some some deaths particularly the the opening death of the the old the old woman yeah um like and like they keep they cut back to it every now and then and shit um there there is there is a this is actually uh the version releases the unrated cut okay um, so it's a bit more, um, like, it doesn't really show you, like, it shows, like, After Effects of what happens to the old lady, but, like, you get to see it in full when, uh, Robert England's character meets his demise, ultimately, and, uh, like, the continued folding of him, and, like, the way he's just like, yeah! And then it folds him again, ah! Yeah! <laughs> it's just, like, the, 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 the most grotesque and hilarious thing ever. You know what I'm saying? Like, he just keeps getting folded over and over and over again. And Aviv is just sitting there watching, like, oh, dude. <laughs> and then they go to perform an exorcism on the fucking Eru possessed laundry folding machine. And it's like, and the way he shoots that scene, too, because it's like, there's like, he shoots it like in a wide, you know what I'm saying? Where like, you know, Televeen and uh, brother in law and the, the girl they're trying to say. Or at the front, and then like you have, like you know, the mango taking the most of the shot, but then it's like, like, like he hasn't been like this, like almost natural light, but then like the mango is bathing like this evil, like neon red, mm-hmm. and it's just like it's such a glorious shot. And it's just like, it's 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 wonderful, it's just so wonderful. <laughs> like, I was, I was sitting there just watching this, like. This, this this man Toby was giving it everything, and 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 we and audience turned their backs on him because they were just like, what is this shit? And it's it's glorious shit. It's just it's glorious shit. And I'm just I'm I'm appalled at sons of bitches who allowed this movie to die. I mean, maybe maybe that's a bit harsh. Maybe that's a bit too fucking harsh. <laughs> But it's just like, I mean, I guess I get it, you know. Like, like we were saying at the top, it's, it's, and we've mentioned a thousand times already during this discussion, it's a movie about evil laundry folding machine. <laughs> like, just the, the idea that most audiences can't get past that. And I get it. I get it. And, uh, if If I would you know to to, to say you know, saying I'm allowed to say you you guys were looking at it wrong. you know all all the stuff that you you found over the top is supposed to be like that. and and maybe if you 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 looked at it with those eyes, maybe you'd understand and and, and like it a bit more. but you know ultimately, like Patrick always says, it doesn't really fucking matter, you know what I'm saying if 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 anybody else likes it or not, because I love this movie. I, I love the Mangler. I think it's incredibly entertaining, and you don't like it? Fuck you. I do, and that's <laughs> that.
0: I can't talk that. So yeah, go ahead and go through the entry. <laughs> <laughs> All right.
1: <laughs> this 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 concludes uh, our episode of Chainsaws and Claws. Uh, we thank you for jo- joining. Um, you looking to, to find us i'm pretty sure you've already found us uh on uh podcasting apps we're there on all the main uh, spotify apple amazon uh audible and the rest uh as far as social media we are now everywhere i believe facebook uh so. x uh threads uh, um instagram um blue sky uh tiktok like, I just realized this shit, I put out that fucking, that that short I made, and I should have put it on that fucking channel.
0: No shit! I actually thought that, and I was like, what the like, fuck
1: are you I mean, doing, Rob? <laughs> I like, I, I totally, completely, like, forgot that. I mean, we still could, you know what I'm you, saying? It's yes, not like you it's should, just... yes. I need the fucking look, though. <laughs> like, see, because Patrick, Patrick runs all the social media, so he has all the loggings and shit, so it's like, if if I'm going to post something... I need to fucking log into
0: that. <laughs> I gave it to you, but it was like a year ago. So I'll just think of it again. Did you? Yes, but it was forever ago. So I man, I don't blame you for forgetting. Yeah. I don't remember it. So that's fine. <laughs> I'll figure it out.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. That's going to work wonderfully then. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, you'll, you you you'll, you'll see it uh, uh, on the change souls and close uh, channel, a uh, TikTok channel eventually when we figure out what the fucking lock
0: is? it is (laughs) it'll take me like 10 fucking seconds by the time you hear this it's probably on there so it's fine chill the fuck out right right
1: right 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 all right all right right. so like yeah Uh, um all all the podcasting apps uh all the all the the social medias were there um and we hope you and thank you for joining us we'll catch you next time